welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast, where we discuss an eclectic range of topics, including business, design, Texas culture, and everything in between. We're two teachers that turned a side hustle into a nationally known apparel brand, and now we work with some of the biggest names in Texas. We strive to never stop exploring and continue to draw inspiration from our adventures. So drift and explore or raise a glass. We're always ready to hang out and talk about the things that we love. So come roll with us as we drift and explore. Hey, welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast. I am Brian Wysong with, of course, Tumbleweed Textiles. I'm the co-owner and founder. And today I have a guy that is a little different than what we've done in the past uh, because he's within the sports industry, a friend, a guy that sits on the the chamber board with me. I got Scott. Let us know who are you, what do you do, and uh, why are you here? Yeah, well, I'm here because you asked me. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Help a friend out. No, um, my name's Scott Burchett. I'm the general manager for the uh, Frisco Rough Riders. We're the AA affiliate for the Texas Rangers. We play right here at Riders Field in uh, Frisco, Texas. Awesome, man. Yeah. So baseball, it's like a dream job. Mm-hmm. I know when I was at uh, in high school and then when I was at Texas Tech, during the summer, I interned with the Rangers. I didn't know that. And it was horrible because I had to drive to the stadium and be there all day, and yeah. it was non-paid. Uh, what'd you do? Um, I sat upstairs and, uh, well, when I went into the the office area, I thought yeah. my seat with desk was going to be overlooking the stadium. Yeah. They're like, no, no, keep on going. And so, a ba- closet for yeah, you. so basically I was just like all hands on deck, a runner, I basically did little office work. Okay. Um, and my sister had got me the opportunity. So very nice. Um, but in that I realized this is what I want to do for life because you're at a baseball field mm-hmm. or in sports. Uh, but then I realized how hard it is to actually get into that job and get paid yeah. a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. So what drew you into the sports industry and how did you find your way to the role that you're in today? Yeah, great question. So um, I grew up around sports. So my dad um, worked for the Dallas Mavericks and the Texas Rangers when I was growing up, actually wow. on the TV side. Okay. So he's a freelance producer, director. Um, so I grew up going to the old Rangers ballpark, you know, yeah. not the ballpark in Arlington, but the one before that, the converted minor league stadium that had the metal bleachers out there. So okay. I grew up going to the ballpark with him and just, you know, uh, I'd sat in the TV truck when he was, he was the guy that basically, you know, called the TV games. He'd be like, camera one, take one, camera two, take two. All right. So I grew up watching so many baseball games, not there in person, uh, but also at home too, yeah. you know, just to kind of hear his name at the end of the broadcast. For sure. What was pretty cool as a kid. So I guess I kind of had that in my blood. So I knew he wanted to be in sports in some capacity. I didn't think I was going to do baseball. I wanted to... Um, you know, probably end up in the college space and and uh, and kind of work my way around the yeah. country, and then you know maybe eventually end up back here. You know, in, in DFW, yeah. that's where I'm from. I grew up in in Garland, um, but it just so happened I took an internship with the Rough Riders. I was planning to be there for the summer, <laughs> right. six months, and then I was going to go to Ohio University get my master's, and then like I said, bounce around the country. Um, the Rough, Rider, Rough Riders offered me a full-time job two days before I left. I took it. Wow. And I, 19 years later, I'm still here. Okay. Well, you're a Baylor Bear. Is that right? I am a Baylor Bear, yes, sir. From I have a lot of friends that went to Baylor, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they always want to remind me they have one of the best sports management programs. They do. Uh, did you go through that program? Like, what was your degree yeah. that even maybe opened that opportunity? Uh, I did not. I was business management. Okay. And I'm giving my 
age away here, uh, age <laughs> away a little bit. They didn't yeah. have that S three program, the sports management program, okay. when I was there. Now, Doctor Wakefield, who does a great job putting that on, I'm on the the S three board there. Um, he had a couple of sports classes that sat okay. in business school. So I was business management, took some sports classes, but I wasn't able to uh, take that uh, path because it wasn't there. Yeah. Well, uh, before this podcast, I was actually sharing with you a little bit, but uh, my original goal was to go to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my good friends, well, my best friends all went there. They ended up doing the fraternity scene and li- yeah. living that life, going to church and all that good stuff. Uh, but two of my close friends, one was uh, Tommy. Uh, he played on the basketball team, mm-hmm. and then uh, Trent Shelton, who played football. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was within me. That what was w- Tommy's last name? Uh, you're asking me a question I oh, can't remember. Sorry. Yeah. It wasn't, was there a Swanson? Tommy Swanson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tall, tall, lanky yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, uh, he was on the basketball team probably not during the best time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, but two two really good friends I grew up at North Crowley with, and so it was like with them and all my friends, I wanted to go to Baylor because mm-hmm. it was it's a beautiful campus, great atmosphere, but I love the student body. Yeah. Um, so getting away a little bit from baseball, like what what did you do at in like what was the activities you were doing? Uh, how were you involved at Baylor? Yeah. What did you love to do there? Your, yeah. Your memories. Yeah. Yeah, I love Baylor. It was a great fit for me. You know, yeah. I wanted to get away from Dallas, but not you know so far away where it wasn't easier to get home. Um, my older brother went there, so we were there yeah. at the same time. So I had been to the campus multiple times to visit him and see what it was all about. Um, much like you, I like the faith-based as- aspect of the yeah. university. So uh, my time there was great. Um, I was involved in a Christian fraternity down there called yeah. Phi Kappa Chi. Yeah. Uh, it was a great fit for me. Um, I think kept me out of a lot of trouble when yeah. I was down yeah. there as well, w- which was awesome. But cool. uh, made uh, you know friends that I'm still you know best friends with today down there. So that's awesome. And it, it's fun to see Baylor kind of have a resurgence on the athletic side. When I yeah. was there, the football teams you were just referencing weren't, weren't all that great, <laughs> and then the, the yeah. basketball had some unique challenges as well. I remember helping out with. Uh, I mentioned Tommy Swanson because after Dave Bliss was there and some incidents happened with the team, you know, they basically had to let go of everybody on scholarship. But it was, I think, Tommy Swanson and maybe one other yeah. scholarship guy. So they were doing open tryouts just in the gym, anybody that had any talent <laughs> at all. So I would have played for that team, but I was graduating in December. So yeah. I practiced with Tommy and a few others just trying to get them ready for uh, for a season that was yeah. pretty challenging for him. Well, I stayed in tune to that because Tommy – being on the team, I was, you know, I was really interested in all that, all yeah. that drama and saga. But yeah, um, but yeah, Baylor's turned it around. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. What, what was your favorite part of besides the faith and the student body? Is there yeah. now that you are way beyond that time of your life? Looking yeah. back, what you're most proud of with your campus or with Baylor? Yeah, I think uh, with Baylor, I'm I'm pretty proud that they stuck to what their mission is in a challenging, you know, environment. Yeah. So. Uh, my brother actually, he had just left, but he, he's been down there since, um, geez, probably 15 years. He was uh, director of student activities down there at Baylor. So just to see um, what they've done with the university, uh, has, has it's continued to grow, has Waco's continued to grow, yeah. and just kept their, their their mission all the same. So it's been it's been fun to watch. Yeah. And Waco in itself is I changing. Know. Chip and JoJo. I know. I know. It's like it's like an entrepreneur city. Yeah. It's, uh, things are popping up. No doubt. Um, you got, I think, Balconis uh, yep. Distillery, yep. and a lot of cool things are popping up. Absolutely. My favorite is uh, Guest Barbecue. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've had that. I haven't been there yet, okay. no, but I've heard it's great. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. There's so many things there I wish they would have had when, <laughs> when I was in school. It's changed yeah. quite a bit. I don't think—I actually did not touch 
alcohol ever in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the same way, believe so, it or not. And so yeah. I, I do love craft beer now. As do I. So uh, do you have any craft breweries here locally that you really enjoy? Uh, you know what? And you I know, know you got sponsors, so yeah, it's got to so be, be careful here. Um, I do love our Rough Rider Big Stick Bond, if I can put a, uh, okay. a, a tag out there. We have our own uh, beer that we partner with and- Andrew's Distributing on. Uh, man, I really like it all. It, it's funny. My, my brothers are both kind of beer snobs. Like, they'll get the untapped out, and okay. they won't have the same beer twice. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, yeah. I just like to try different things, and I think most beers are pretty good, so... I'm I'm happy there. I think about six months ago I asked you, hey, let's go out and grab a drink. We yeah. still haven't done that yet. Yeah, so. we need to. Okay. Yeah. I'll hold you to it. It's on there air now. I told you I'm gonna take you to Herman Marshall. We'll get okay. a nice whiskey there. <laughs> I love it. Um now you recently <laughs> received an accolade, uh, I believe, uh for in sports uh was it a couple of years ago you're the general manager of the year? Oh yeah, uh Texas League Executive of the Year. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so what exactly was that and like who were the people that got to be a part of voting to get yeah. in that role? Yeah. So that one's fun cuz that's that's voted on by your peers. Okay. So your peers that are in like roles within the other organizations. Mm-hmm. So um they obviously know what it takes to succeed in the business, which, you know, there's a lot that goes into yeah. it and it's challenging, a lot of hours, a lot of blood, sweat and tears to to do what we do. So for them to, you know, recognize me and honor me uh, meant a lot. Very cool. Uh, I will, uh, kind of looking back, Jeb and I, my business partner, mm-hmm. we uh, I remember walking in, it might have been close to eight years ago. Uh, I remember w- we set up a meeting with you. Yeah. And I, I was scared and nervous. <laughs> I was sweaty. I remember having a pre-meeting with Jeb before a walking in. Oh, it was a practice. Yeah. yeah. Not really a practice. It was like, hey, having a meeting before the meeting, you know? Uh, Did like, you role play with somebody playing me during that meeting? Not quite, okay. not quite, not quite. But uh, we should have. Cause, <laughs> yeah. No, but it all worked out. We, yeah. We've done some cool things with the Rough Riders. Yeah. But I just remember walking in, thinking, "Okay, Tumbleweed <clears throat> Texas, we might partner with a professional baseball team." Yeah. And I just remember going in, trying to fake it till you make it, like, yeah. t- trying to look good and act like we're a big deal. But it was a pretty cool experience that you took the time to meet with at that, especially at that time, a small little local business. Yeah. Um, in that, the point is, is y'all do such a wonderful job connecting to your community, mm-hmm. uh, creating a an incredible experience for your customers. As the general manager, like, what, like, what's the process that y'all try to do to really embody cult, the culture of community and live, really live entertainment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what I tell people all the time, you know, we're not in the baseball business. We're not even in the sports marketing business. We're in the memory-making business, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. So you were telling me the story earlier about your son that got yeah. to come out to dino night at the ballpark oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, picked up a couple baseballs and got to see different dinosaurs around the ballpark. So what we do, we try to just make memories for folks in all sorts of different ways. You know, that, that way touched your son, and you guys have a father-son memory, you yeah. know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, we do that with all our different promotions, all our different events that we have going on in the ballpark. So we— you know, we try to treat every day like it's opening day because awesome. we really do have new people coming into the ballpark that are choosing to spend their hard-earned dollars, you know, to to um, to experience baseball, experience right. minor league baseball. So we try to put on a show for them each and every single day and hopefully create those special memories for them. And then to more specifically answer your question as far as connecting to the community, you know, we really want our ballpark to be the summer gathering place for Collin County. And, you know, that can mean a lot of different things. And Collin County is way more diverse than what people realize. And there's a lot of people that have non-traditional baseball yeah. backgrounds now. So, yeah. you know, we, we have an Indian Bazaar coming up next month where we're going to have <laughs> 15,000 people out here and food trucks and all sorts of stuff. Really you know, cool. we had that last year and they loved it so much they added on 
a thousand group tickets and had a big Indian uh, bazaar night at the ballpark where we're kind of blending the traditional Rough Rider fan and, you know, a different culture that might not have a baseball background together That's and cool. introduce them together. So we got a Filipino festival coming up. We have a cricket match coming up in yeah. the fall a halal festival. So all yeah. sorts of stuff that's representing, you know, our community and getting more people out to the ballpark and just really being that gathering place. Filipino. Yeah. And my, my brother-in-law, Roy, he's uh, as Filipino as it comes. Yeah. I mean, culturally, they, they uh, uh, eat the food. And yeah. The, so I need to make sure I let him know about oh, that. I'm excited about that's it. Cool. I've learned a lot about all these different cultures and, and foods and whatnot. It's been a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Now, general manager, mm-hmm. okay, that, that carries some weight, you know, because <laughs> if, if you go to the Rough Riders website and yeah. you pull up uh, the baseball team, of course, the the, off, the front office, yeah, you're right there at the very top with, uh, of course, with the ownership. Uh, yeah. What exactly is a general manager uh, in the sports industry and yeah. specifically your role and kind of what do you do, uh, like, what, uh, you know, what do you do in your operational role? Yeah. Yeah, I always get the question, kind of, what do you do on your day-to-day basis? Yeah. And um, frankly, that's one of the things I enjoy about my job is every day is a little bit different. Right. You know, obviously, our core business is our 69 Rough Rider home games uh, that we have throughout the course of the season. Yeah, you think that's a lot. Our, our players play 138, so yeah. that, that's, that's home and away. So it's, right. it's a long baseball season. Um, but really, um, you know, it's everything that goes in to, to running the organization. So, you know, it's like any other small business out there. So it's, you know, you're... you're Ticket sales, sponsorships, you know, boring stuff like business administration and accounting. Yeah. You know, it's the non-game day event. It's anything that goes into running the ballpark and then really being that conduit between us and the Texas Rangers for them to develop their players. Right. You know, so the goal is to have, you know, obviously put on a great show, have a great experience at the ballpark, and then on the player development side, have these guys succeed and move on to the next level and eventually play, you know, in the yeah. in the big leagues with the Rangers. So I think to date we've had 190 that have gone up and, and played in the big leagues, including um, Alex Spees just a couple days ago, who uh, debuted in the Rangers bullpen. Yeah. Well, one of my favorites <laughs> is uh, Ian Kinsler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, played with uh, us in 04. Yeah, and he's – was he a bit uh, – no. Uh, uh, he went to Missouri and Arizona or Arizona State. Murphy. Uh, um, Baylor Bear. I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Murphy, right? David, yeah, yeah. that was the other one. So uh, that's probably one of my favorite parts. I know you'll have the Lazy River. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't been in there. I don't know if I'm going to go in there. Oh, come on. It's a party. Yeah. And, and I'm a little old for that party, I think. No, you're good. But uh, my, one of my favorite parts is walking through the kind of the Hall of Fame, and yeah. you see all the pictures of all the people. Mm-hmm. And the the tradition of baseball, that to me is really – that's what it is embodying, is you mm-hmm. see the history that has come through that Rough Rider Stadium. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for you as as a general manager, obviously you run the, the business side. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get much interaction with the players? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, for sure. You know, it, it's our job to set it up for them to succeed. So, okay. you know, our platform is to basically let the Rangers make the decisions on, you know, who to send up, who to send down, you okay. know, all that stuff. But we want to make it as easy as possible for them to develop their skill set and eventually end up in the big leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a lot of great players. I mean, we've been there 20 years now, believe it's it incredible. or not. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary. So we've seen a lot of good players, both on the home side and the visiting side. So it's high-quality baseball, some of the best baseball around, and then all the other entertainment aspects that make minor league baseball so fun and entertaining. And you are kicking butt this year. We are, yeah. We're doing well. Business side, we're doing great. Our attendance is up uh, well over 20%, and on the field, we're doing pretty well, too. So yeah. we got some really good prospects that are going to be really good players someday. Evan Carter, our center fielder, one of the top 10 prospects in all of baseball, great guy. Um, Luis Angel Acuna, whose older brother, uh-huh. Ronald, plays for the Atlanta Braves. 
um, shortstop, second baseman. He's going to be a really good player, among others. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, I noticed y'all have <laughs> even been having some guest appearances lately. Yeah. By, uh, got, saw a guy from Yellowstone. Yes, Denham Richards. In the yeah. office. Yeah. Um, like, is that through you all, like, setting up these uh, opportunities to, I think, not too long ago, a guy from NSYNC, I think, or yeah. Backstreet Boys? It was NSYNC, yeah. NSYNC. And yep. so are you helping set it up, or is that through Major League Baseball? No, that's us. Wow. Yeah. So um, there's a couple different ways you go about it. Uh, there's agencies out there that represent some folks okay. that, that'll send emails out of, yeah, here's booking here for the summer. Um, there's other ones where we go out and, and, and we find them ourselves. For example, we wanted to have a Yellowstone night at the ballpark because that show is obviously really popular, kind of a cultural yeah, phenomenon. For sure. So for that one, we just went out and tried to Google folks and track them down and yeah. see who might be interested. So that's it kind so of goes cool. both ways. And that's the thing is, okay, getting into business, right? Yeah. Like not really rough riders, but the scope of your business it sounds like you're doing a lot more than just dealing with people mm-hmm. within your staff. I mean, you're, I mean, you're having to create experience. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're not just dealing with baseball. You're having to deal with this entertainment. You got yeah. a lazy river. river. Yeah. You're dealing with uh, sponsorships and yeah. uh, different you know, partnerships like with beverage companies yeah. and so on. I mean, how is it like managing a team? Obviously, you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. And I think we uh, all know you probably surround yourself with some very amazing people. No doubt. How is it like managing people? And you have a big team, so managing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I describe it very similar to a baseball manager, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, our season's long, just like the whole baseball season, and you got to be a steady hand on that, a steady yeah. ship. There could be some highs and some lows, you know, so just understand we all make mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the course of an entire 69-game home season when you have a couple hundred thousand fans coming into the ballpark. We do a really good job, but there are going to be some issues just when you have that many people together at one time. So, you know, for us, it's, you know, how to respond to those, how do we we treat people, um, how do we make things right, you know, that really makes a difference and and really cements those lifelong fans there. So um, to answer your question, yeah, we've got a great team behind us. We have about 35 full-time staff that work their tails off throughout the course of the season and really season long because – you know, right when our season ends, heck, we're already planning for 2024 season right now, believe it or not. Yeah. So right when our season ends, we are full bore into next season. It's a year-round job, year-round responsibility. But they do a great job um, really just buying in to what yeah. we're trying to do here and just working, you know, day and night to deliver for our fans yeah. and making memories at the ballpark. In addition to those full-time people, we have another couple hundred that come in on a game day or seasonal basis, you know, from the first touch point when somebody takes their money at, you know, the parking to where they, you know, scan their tickets in to, yeah. you know, the ushers, to the people that clean up the ballpark, to our concession staff. Each one of those people, it's a touch point and people yeah. remember those. So, you know, we try to train those people up just to deliver a first class yeah. customer service experience. So this is all going down <clears throat> in season. Yeah. But now let's discuss off season mm-hmm. when technically it's a kind of an empty space. Yeah. But also you all need to monetize no uh, that space. So <clears throat> you're working year round. Oh, yeah. It's not seasonal. What is it like during the off season on in the sense of business? Yeah. Well, it's funny. A lot of my friends think that I just go down and play catch during the entire yeah. off season <laughs> or just take batting practice. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish. Yeah. A lot of times off season can be busier in the season, believe it or not. A little yeah. less hours, but still. You know, so much to get done because the more you get done during the off season, it sets you up for success during the season and yeah. just makes it a little easier as well. Uh, but yeah, we keep the ballpark going. You know, three sixty five nowadays, so it really is an entertainment venue. Yeah. Right when our season ends, we go into festival season at the ballpark, from a Halloween festival to all those you know different cultural festivities that we have um, that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Right into a light show throughout the holiday season, that yeah. that transitions into. 
We have a circus in the spring, college baseball games, high school baseball games, in addition to all the private events that we have, you know, yeah. movie nights, softball games, kickball games, yeah. you name it, we can do it. Uh, hey, one of my favorite events, and I, I, and I don't like these schools because yeah. I'm, I'm a Red Raider yeah. through and through, but I, I we did pop up a tent, Tumbleweed Textiles, yeah. at the OU uh, University of Texas event. Yeah. Uh, it was like the celebrity yeah. baseball game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because yeah. I do have a little man crush on Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Yeah. and he was right there in front of me. I loved it. it He's was a awesome. decent baseball player, too. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, and him and Toby Keith yeah. and Bob Stoops and all sorts of guys. I that was a think, fun one. Uh, there's a few others that... Uh, now I'm drawing a blank, but Matthew McConaughey was the, definitely the memorable one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple guys like seeing him in person, like really? That's yeah. Cool. Roger Clemens was there. Yeah. That, that was the one I was yeah. trying to think about. Yeah. yeah and, Vince Young. There, yeah. There's kind of who's who of Texas OU. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we had Dirk's game for years, and um, that one uh, kind of got uh, COVID kind of got in the way of that one. So we're looking to have a fun event next year, actually, with Michael Parsons. Okay. Uh, and the Cowboys here cool. for uh, another celebrity softball game. So that'll be coming in 2024. Well, I'm looking forward to that day. We have a well. We we, did, we were a part of the Texas theme night. Yeah. Uh huh. But maybe one of these days we have a tumbleweed textiles night. We would love to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. We got to bring a crowd. I know. There you go. But um, you know, it's funny when when you mentioned meeting with me. Was you said eight years ago. I thought it was like fifteen years ago. It, it feels yeah, like it. Yeah, time could that. I used fast. to have hair then. I still <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I still have the two shirts that you gave me. Okay, really? Yeah. yeah one was a, uh, a state of Texas outline and it had beer on it. Yeah. And the other one I think had like a native or something like that. Yeah, but for they're sure. Still in my closet. There you go. Yeah. I did my research to make sure you were native. There you go. <laughs> um, and w- was that shirt green? Or uh, one was blue, one was gray. Okay. Okay. One was like a uh, heathered blue. Okay. Yeah. So I, I knew because I remember doing. Go and do my research. I, I, I saw that you're a Baylor Bear, yeah. so I figured I might have brought you a, a green there you go. So yeah. that's that's good that you remember that. Um, before this, I asked you if you did remember that, and I was yeah. impressed that you did. Yeah. So um, now getting a little away. Well, let me ask two, two quick questions. Yeah. I think uh, as you probably know, I was an educator for ten years, mm-hmm. uh, t- a teacher, and I actually taught the sports and entertainment marketing yeah. uh, in Frisco ISD. Yep. And these kids, uh, aspiring business professionals in the sports career, they don't, they have no clue what it takes. So, yeah. uh, if you had any tips or advice of uh, for aspiring sports professionals yeah. that are high school or college kids, um, what are you looking for? Like, how can they maybe approach that industry and have yeah. a chance of, of making it? Yeah, there's two things that I look for to hire, and it's good attitude and effort. Yeah. You know, we don't expect um, young people that are just starting out in the industry to have it all figured out. That's our job to teach them up, train them up, yeah. and, and set them up for success. Um, my advice, if you want to break into the industry, is to start in it. You yeah. know, I think internships are a great way. Yeah. Um, really learn if it is something you want to do. You know, there's a lot of folks that really like sports but don't understand sports is a heck of a lot of work yeah. and a lot of late hours. Um, so just make sure you're passionate about the business side of it and the fan experience side of it, not just watching, you know, your favorite sport on TV. Um, so make sure it is, you know, for you, you know, so, um, you know, I, 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 it always kills me when somebody goes and you mentioned kind of a sports degree in college that might, you know, do that for four years, you know, (laughs) never really get into it until they graduate and then realize maybe it might not be for them. Yeah. Um, so I always encourage people to to get into the industry, kind of figure out through real world experience what it is that you like about it, what you don't, you know, yeah. what path you want to take. I think that's the best way to figure out and the best way to break into the industry as well. For sure. And then the other element is not just uh, trying to enter it, but how to have a life within it. Mm-hmm. 
and I see you at these games. Any game I've ever been to, I see you there, regardless yeah. if I say hey to you or not. Like, yeah. I typically don't want to bother you. I stand I, out a little bit too. Yeah, so, you're, yeah. you're, you're a little taller than everyone yeah. else, um, <laughs> and I'm short, so you're really tall. But the uh, like family life, yeah. right? I mean, you're you're doing. You said 69 games, yeah. plus all these other events. I'm assuming you have to be there pretty much at every event. A lot of them, yeah. Um, how's that like balance? Mm. Ba- you know, balancing uh, family work yeah. life. It's tough. My wife, Caroline, is amazing. Yeah. We're high school sweethearts. We, we've known each other since elementary school. Wow. I started dating in, in, in high school at South Garland um, and then went to school at Baylor together. Okay. So, um, yeah, she, she's amazing. She does a great job. But We have three kids. I have twins, Bennett and Clara, that are, that are 10, and then little Lucy, who's five. Wow. Um, so she's fantastic. She works from home, so she has some flexibility there, which is great. And then you just got to, you know, find time for family time. And a lot of time that can be at the ballpark, too. Yeah. So luckily my kids enjoy coming out. Yeah. Uh, my boy likes watching the games. The other ones like coming out for the cotton candy and the Dippin' Dots and yeah. the playground. Uh, yeah. Just like our normal fan face, That's you cool. know, different things that kind of bring them in. So, um, yeah, you, you got to be smart. You got to break away when you can. Um, and, uh, you know, I really try to be as present as possible, too. You know, I'm not at the ballpark. I've given up all hobbies, so I used to play golf. You know, I'm, I don't do that anymore. Don't do anything that takes <laughs> away from family time, you know, when I am yeah. when I am available. You For know, sure. when I'm there, I try to be as present as possible. Because that's – I said this actually in the last couple podcasts, but that's the season I'm in is yeah. learning, okay, enough's enough as an entrepreneur and a business owner, especially as someone that I did have a couple careers. I was a teacher, yeah. full-time teacher and running this business, now running this business with our staff. I've got to start putting my wife and family yeah. first, not the business. Yep. And and whenever I'm at these games, knowing you, I'm always thinking, how does he do this? Yeah. Like these are late nights. You get the fireworks, and then you yeah. have to clean everything up. And so, you know, kudos to you, and big kudos to your wife yeah, for no being doubt. able to go through that. Yeah, um, because it's hard, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but she's she's amazing. Um, and so, with that kind of deterring now away from baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've gone through some life struggles. Uh, if you don't mind me bringing this up, but, you yeah, know, no some adversity. Um, do you mind? Because I, yeah, I don't know how to approach this. Like, you know, you, you did a big uh, thing with UT Southwestern. Yeah. Can you kind of sh- share a little mm-hmm. bit about that adversity you went through and yeah. um, how you have kind of overcome that battle? Yeah. So if I start tearing up on you, I apologize. So sometimes I get a little emotional. So, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I had cancer, um, it was uh, thyroid cancer. Um, you know, uh, crazy enough, I was diagnosed um, with that. Actually, the same week, I found out I was having twins. Oh, wow. So I found out I was I having twins that. and then found out I had cancer a couple of days later, kind of, you know, a, a one-two punch, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was lucky enough to find the local um, thyroid cancer group here in Dallas that connected me with UT Southwestern. Um, and they're they're amazing down there. They do a great job. Um, and uh, Dr. Holt and Dr. Lingve, who I still see to this day, um, you know, took everything out, got me on radiation. Um, so there's still a little bit in there, uh, but they're monitor- monitoring it. So everything's stable right now. And then, um, yeah, actually UT Southwestern, you know, was one of our partners a couple years ago and they obviously knew my story and said, Hey, can we, can yeah. we use you for our ad campaign for the year? Just to, just to tell people about what we can do. So I, you know, I'm fairly private about stuff like that. You know, oh, I didn't No, 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 you're good. Yeah. That's, before that, I was very closed off. I've, I've opened up quite a bit more. And I think it was really good that it kind of forced me out of my comfort zone um, to be able to tell my story, just to be able to, you know, give some people some comfort, you know, if they're going through the same thing, yeah. you know, that you can come out on the other side. So I'm really 
thankful and, and happy that I did it. It was weird to see my billboard up all around town on DFW, you know, and then be on the news and then be on TV stations. Oh, yeah. And even when I go to UT Southwestern today for my checkups, I still see my face plastered around wow. everywhere, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it was, uh, you know, it was a challenging um, season for us. But at the same time, you know, I think anything like that in life, you know, um, you can take lessons from and yeah. uh, and you can learn from. For me, uh, you know, I think you just kind of mentioned the life stage that you're at. Um, you know, I think at that time in my life, it just really kind of centered me on what was important and yeah. what's not important. You know, I had a cancer that, you know, luckily was, you know, very survivable with the right treatments and whatnot. And, and they caught it at a good time, you know, but even just, you know, and the doctor tells you I have cancer and you hear that word, like it's yeah. super scary. Um, so it just puts things into perspective and, you know, that's still with me today when you're, when you're dealing with minor stuff and things like that, you know, I don't sweat the small stuff as much, you know, there's more important things to life. For sure. And, and 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 one, I didn't really fully warn you that I was going to ask you that question. No, you're good. And it kind of just came out, I'm not going to lie. But to me, I think, uh, of course, people that listen to this know I'm a man of faith. Um, and I think... For you going to Baylor, people probably assume you're a man of faith. Yeah, you know? I am. Yeah, um, and it's. I think we all have a living testimony. <laughs> yeah, that for the good and the bad, mm-hmm. God uh, is able to take us to and use all things for His good. Yes. Um, and I think <laughs> what you said a second ago is we all go through these things, uh, trials, circumstances, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, especially as a man, you want to hold it in. Yeah. But there's so many other people out there that are facing the similar situation, and that just by telling that story and hearing your triumph and how you have been able to make it through it uh, and continue working and doing what you're doing, it it, it didn't completely detour your career, um, provides a little hope and a little encouragement to those that might be listening. So so anyways, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that you had a positive... Uh, outcome of that story. So. As am I. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, it's, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't define me. It's just a part of, you know, what we had to overcome and, yeah. uh, and uh, learn from it and make the best of it. No doubt. Well, uh, I was, while that's probably, why that is so engraved in my mind is it was Texas theme night and uh, I had popped up our tent at yeah. your uh, the stadium yeah. and that night was when you were being followed by a camera yeah. everywhere you go. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And I asked someone there and they're like, they whispered my ear what it was. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't sure how to approach that. No, that, that was a cool night. I had so many people come up to me and had no idea and yeah. had um, either similar stories or, you know, just like you said, just connect me with folks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been able to do that multiple times, you know, probably 10 plus of yeah. just you know, somebody that knows my story and has, you know, a brother, a friend, you know, whatever it might yeah. be that's going through the same thing and just wants to talk just because, you know, when you hear that from the doctor and, you know, they're so technical about it, you yeah. know, they want to hear real world, you know, what can I expect when I'm going through this? Sure. So, you know, being able to help those people out and kind of just, you know, give them some pointers and just, you know, just a pat on the back and, hey, yeah. you're going to be okay type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think all that, was for a reason, and yeah. I feel blessed to be able to do that. To get, get go on a little happier topic, yeah. maybe um, looking at baseball. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned about my son memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those tradition 
American sports, American just traditions in yeah. general. Baseball and apple pie. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, and, and beer. No. Yeah. But um, what are some of your, not rough riders, but just the sport of baseball? Um, could be the seventh inning stretch. could be peanuts. It could be dipping dots. I don't know. But yeah. what is it that really, when you go to those games and you stand there and you, it's not about what you've done, but just the sport. Yeah. What fires you up and like really connects you to like just the love of the game? It's all the little stuff. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, for example, we won the Texas League Championship last year. That was awesome. And yeah. I had a lot of fun going up to Wichita and celebrating with the guys. But it's it's not stuff like that. It's the little things. It's it's like you mentioned, it's the mom or dad bringing their kid out to the first baseball game. It's, yeah. you know, somebody who... You know, my, you know, little kid who's fighting cancer that gets to come out and meet the players, throw out a first pitch and get some hope for the rest of the family. You know, for me, my favorite time of the year, every year is, is opening day, yeah. you know, full ballpark, you know, an entire off season of, you know, work that goes in, you know, to putting on what the Rough Rider experience is all about. It's what I always try to do. And I tell our staff to do this as well. Through all the craziness, you know, through all the things that are happening on opening day. You know, try to take, you know, five, ten minutes, go in the outfield, look at the stadium, look at the full stands, 10,000 people, and realize, hey, I had a part in making all these memories. For sure. You know, so that, that that's what it's all about for me. You know, it's people yeah. come down to the field to watch fireworks, you know, after the game's over. You know, it's, um, it's just everything that goes into the sights, the sounds, and the smells of the ballpark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um Now, how much do you touch the marketing side of what mm-hmm. you'll do? Oh, quite a yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, marketing, at least for us, it's a team effort. Okay. So uh, Kristen King and our team leads yeah. our marketing department. She does an amazing job. She's fantastic. And her team uh, underneath her does a great job putting out really major league quality work yeah. here in, 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 a, in a minor league team. Um, but it's really all hands on deck for marketing. And there's there's no bad ideas. So, yeah. well, I've had some bad ideas. But, well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but we're, we're always throwing them out there and trying to see what see what sticks. Well, I threw one of them out. Tumbleweed takes out. I love night, it. We'll make it happen. But when you look at then marketing, I didn't want to go down this path. You say, I don't touch that. Yeah. Um, so marketing, we do have a lot of people listen to this because we give tips and mm-hmm. just advice on marketing, creative stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously most people listen to this probably aren't in the baseball industry. Yeah. So just anything that can even apply into other industries like uh, retail and apparel. Yeah. But how do y'all go about thinking about the customer? Obviously, it's consumer driven. Yeah. And creating an experience and a memorable experience. Yeah. Do you have any tips or ideas like how y'all go about that in trying to curate something that is special that people walk away and want to talk about it yeah. and relive it and come back again? I think there's a couple of different elements there. You yeah. know, one, we kind of have our core, you know, Rough Riders experience. You know, we're all about family friendly. We're all about, you mentioned kind of baseball and Americana. Yeah. Just, you know, what's everything that's right about going to a minor league baseball game. You know, all the things that are wacky, the in-between inning skits, the videos that you play, you know, all yeah. the things that you can get away with at the minor league level that you might not be able to do at the big league level that's yeah. more kind of focused on the wins and losses. Uh, but for us, you know, it's really kind of breaking through the clutter. You know, we're a minor league team in a major league market. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to be the top news story. You know, it's going to be Cowboys, 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 and after that, you know, Rangers, Maverick <laughs> Stars, you know, right. depending on, you know, what the season might be. You know, so for us, we're always trying to come up with things that'll break through that clutter and get people to to talk about us. You mentioned, you know, having Stanley out from the office on Friday. That's one of those ways that we do that. You know, yeah. a, a fun theme night and a celebrity appearance that that, that people will connect to. Yeah. Um, it's all sort of wacky promotions that we do. Like the one that I think is most memorable, even though we got in trouble for it, it was still memorable <laughs> for us. I don't know if you remember when. Um, 
um, Rugnet Odor punched Jose Bautista a couple years ago yeah. during a game. So oh, yeah. we were trying to capitalize on that and get get our word out about what we were doing out there. And, and Rugnet played for us a few years earlier. So okay. we came up with Rugnet's red punch. <laughs> and we had cups that were a silhouette of him hitting Bautista. That was an, it was a uh, special drink that you could buy in the bar. That is awesome. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of news pub on it. And then we quickly got a... Uh, a call from Major League Baseball <laughs> hey, saying uh, you, you can't do that. Number one, you can't have a player like this with alcohol. That was our fault. We didn't okay. we didn't read the, Man, okay. the, the rules uh, closely enough yeah. on that one. And then Rugned actually, his agent called and said, "Hey, you uh, you guys can't use his likeness like that." Oh, but uh, but by the way, he likes the cups, and yeah. can you send a couple? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now something like that. I don't know if I'm allowed to go down this path, but you just get a slap on the wrist, a penalty uh, for that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some fines here and there. Yeah, yeah, for that one. That okay. was just a yeah. Just don't just don't do it anymore. Okay. Type That's thing. Good. But we're always looking to be creative and kind of break through and and, and do things that. That'd be unique and memorable. You know, probably our most um, um, unique aspect of the ballpark is our lazy river. Oh yeah. You know, so it takes up the entire right field, and that was that was my baby building that one. I was okay. basically project manager on that. You know, we always had a pool in the outfield for years and years and years, and that that was so popular that we decided to add a second pool. Well, as you might imagine, throughout the brainstorming process, that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until we ended up with our lazy yeah. river out there. But you know, that's one of those things. I think our owner Chuck describes it. Well, he describes it like, you know, the new roller coaster at Six Flags. Not everybody <laughs> rides it, but everybody talks about it. Oh, for you know? sure. So that's how our Lazy River is. So, you know, that that's a unique marketing thing um, that seems to go viral on the Internet multiple times a year. Oh, for sure. All that stuff and just picks up. And then we get some influencers out there that kind of help with that. But, you know, so always trying to think of ways to leverage that and the rest of the ballpark experiences to get people talking about us and yeah. get people so that, interested in our baseball. Are you a big part of that idea? Lazy River? Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that I did not know fun. that. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie, whenever baseball comes up in conversation yeah. about Rough Riders, yeah. that's one of the first things that pops up in people's Everybody conversation. Everybody talks about it, yeah. 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 And like I said, I haven't been in it, but I talk about it. We're going to fix that. Okay. Yeah, next time we do a podcast, we'll do it from the river. Do you ever hang out out there, like, off-season, yeah. hot weather? Do you ever find your team out there using it? Uh, our team does every single day. Oh, wow. Almost. So after okay. batting practice, you'll see some of our guys or the, the visiting guys or the umpires even. Really? Yeah, floating around in there okay. trying, to, trying to cool off after PP. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and it does really well during the summer. There's a few tickets left, so anybody listening that wants to come out and enjoy the river for a game, uh, it's almost sold out, but uh, but there are a few games left with some tickets. That's cool. Now, uh, <laughs> as a business professional, mm-hmm. as a sports, obviously, connoisseur, uh, is there, like, any last few tips you want? If, if someone's listening to this, you want to make mm-hmm. sure they walk away with just about anything in general yeah. that— uh, that might be on your mind that you want to leave leave for the listeners. Yeah, um, I, I think the one you know basic thing, and this is where um, I got my start in the in the um, sports career. My first boss here, uh, a guy named Mike McCall, um, he was the first GM of the Rough Riders, and what he used to always say is, "Get your yes, be your yes." Basically, mm-hmm. do what you say you're going to do. And I know it's incredibly simple. But I'm sure you can see this in, in in your business walk as well. It's amazing how many people you come across that promise the world and don't deliver on it. You know, so that's why I tell our staff, you know, just do what you say you're going to do. You know, let's just make sure we deliver on what we're telling our customers and, and follow through on that. You know, when people come out to our ballpark, they're looking to have a good time. That's oh, yeah. one of the unique things about baseball and mining league baseball. They're yeah. coming out. You know, it's not like an experience going to the grocery store or the, or the bank. You're coming out in a good mood, looking to have a good time. Yeah. As long as we don't screw it up, you know, we'll be in good shape. Yeah. 
Well, I can say y- y'all always deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there with friends. I've been there with family mm-hmm. and uh, specifically my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great experience regardless. Uh, I'm just being honest, like half the time I'm not even paying attention to baseball. Most people aren't, believe it or not. There's a lot of things going yeah. on. And whether they win or lose, yep. there's no way someone should not leave having a great time and a great experience. And I appreciate that. And that's one of the best things about minor league baseball. Yeah. It, not so much about the wins and losses. It's all about the experience. But this year makes a good difference when you are winning a lot of games. It, it always helps. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Now, um, one quick last thing is you yeah. also are involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned before, you are involved with the Frisco Chamber of Commerce. Yep. Um, your you your personal involvement in the community. Um, why yeah. are you doing that? And like, why do you, is it important to you to be giving back? I guess. Yeah. And that really is a organization-wide effort for us. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, COVID w- was tough for our industry. You know, we went 18 months with no revenue. So, you know, wow. not not great. You know, uh, I, I was a business major, and you know, the <laughs> 18 months no revenue is is, is is bad for any business out there. But uh, during that time, we went from a staff of low 50s to about five. Wow. Um, so we lost a ton of institutional knowledge and just connections in the community. And just people that, you know, just knew people and knew how to connect the dots. Yeah. So for us, you know, building back up post-COVID, that's been one of our points of emphasis of just getting people out there and getting people involved. It doesn't matter what it is. You yeah. know, we just want people involved in what their passions are yeah. and just make those connections, you know, um, whatever nonprofits, community groups, churches, um, volunteer opportunities. You know, we have some that are, you know, team driven on, on, you know, quote unquote work days and, yeah. you know, some that are obviously on, on weekends and whatnot, but we just want people out in the community. Not only is that good for business, but that's just good for their personal growth, you yeah. know, uh, just to have different perspectives out there and meet more people, make more connections. Yeah. And just, once again, we want to serve the community that we're in. So just awesome. want to be part of that. For sure. Well, <laughs> I will say we are in a community with, uh, you know, the stars, the Cowboys, uh, but the first, the legends, mm-hmm. uh, but the first team that comes to my mind when I think of pro sports and Frisco is what, oh, FC Dallas. Can't yes. get, forget about them. Yep. Uh, but the first my, uh, comes to mind mm-hmm. is Rough Riders. And yeah. I think y'all represent our, our city extremely well. Um, and you are a man that whenever I think of the people in our community that I want to be like as a business professional, um, as a family man, mm-hmm. as a man of faith, and obviously a person of their word, like you're, like what you do at the chamber, yeah. uh, it's you. And I, and I genuinely mean that. Oh, thank you. So that means was, a lot. I was really excited when I, when they announced you, um, along with Ryan as yeah. being board members with the chamber, yeah. you two are two of my favorite guys yeah. in, in the community. So he's a great guy too. For sure. Um, one <laughs> last question, totally random. Yeah. And I, of course we know your answer is the Rangers and of course, um, Rough Riders. Yeah. But outside of those two, uh, is there a team that maybe you just you really love? Yeah, uh, and, and you really follow maybe because of growing up or yeah. your childhood or whatever it might be. Yeah. So obviously I'm a Baylor fan. Okay. Um, so I like all Baylor sports. Um, football. My dad cursed me for a lifetime of Cleveland Browns fandom. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. He's from Southern Ohio. Okay. So he got me on the Browns. <laughs> I was watching Bernie Kosar yeah. and Kevin Mack and all those guys in the oh, '80s, yeah. but it hasn't been quite so good recently. So. Yeah, I would say, you know, all the local teams, because I grew up, um, you know, going to the games, the Mavericks and Rangers with my dad. Um, uh, but I think outside of that, I'd be a, I'm a, I'm a Browns fan. So I haven't had a lot to cheer for the past, geez, forever. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully this, this year's their year. Does that make you a little more critical being in the sports industry of even other sports, going to games? Or yeah, it kind of ruins TV? you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, you know, when, when you're going to a game, you're just noticing a lot of stuff and you're taking notes. I mean, I view it as a way to get better. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm always trying to get ideas and, and, you know, there's a lot of teams out there and a lot of the teams do a lot of things really well. Oh, so, yeah. you know, when I go to a, you know, a game, you know, I want to steal some of those ideas and how do we bring it to Frisco and continue to make our ballpark world yeah. class. So I just took my boy to a Rockies game two weekends ago wow. up in Denver, oh, yeah. Rockies versus Yankees. So. We had a great weekend up there, a little father-son bonding. But at the same time, you know, it's a great experience. And then I was also, you know, taking notes on my phone on yeah. some things that they do that I'd love to bring back to the experience at the ballpark. Man, the only thing, the only thing I would think the Ruffers could add was, I, I don't remember the name, but mm-hmm. I, I see them on TikTok, the banana. Um, Savannah Bananas. So what's up with all that? Yeah. Like them dancing? Like, will y'all ever get into the groove of dancing? <laughs> oh, I don't know if our guys will do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they've been great for baseball. Yeah. And actually, my wife and I were looking at TikTok last night on some of those because she had seen them, <laughs> but she didn't quite know what they're all about. And she yeah. was loving it. So uh, they do a great job. You know, for those that aren't familiar, they're kind of almost like the Globetrotters uh, yeah. for baseball. And they put on an amazing show. So we'd love to have them here to Frisco at some point to show our, our fans what what they do, so what, they do a great job. Is there a, what league are they? Is there a, like a league that they're they, in? they were in a league? Not anymore. They're okay. basically just a kind of a traveling show now. Okay, because I was yeah. wondering about that. Because yeah. I was like, how did they get through, get by doing? They this started stuff? out as a college wood bat league, uh, then they kind of merged into. They had two different kind of teams. One was the college wood bat league that played you know real baseball, if yeah. you will, and then one that was kind of the show. Okay, okay. Um, Fans kind of got confused between the two of them, so they <laughs> yeah. decided to go all in on, on that part, and I think it was yeah. smart. They've done a great job, and, you know, people talk about them a lot, and I think it's great for baseball. Yeah. The more people that are talking baseball and getting introduced to the sport, yeah. I think it's fantastic. That's and cool. I think a lot of teams could learn from that as well, you yeah. know, on the minor league level and the big league level, maybe not take ourselves so seriously. And, oh, yeah. You know, just have fun, you know? Well, it's funny watching. I remember the first few times I saw it, I'd probably quickly flip like, this is stupid. Yeah. But now every time when those pops up, I'm watching it. Yeah. I watch it all the way through, maybe two or three times. There you go. Yeah, it's um, fun. Now, we do also have a lot of designers and creatives that listen, and Jeb is a significant uniform snob. Okay. Okay? And so in in the sport of baseball, yeah. pro, semis, whatever, yeah. besides, of course, the Rangers and, of mm-hmm. course, the Rough Riders, is there a, a uniform that you just, man, you love? like that? And it could be through history, right? Yeah. Like uh, a certain uniform that really resonates with you. Yeah. I think I've always been fascinated on the West Coast for some reason. Okay. So... I've always loved the Dodgers uniforms and the Giants uniforms, okay. and I love the Giants cream, and that's similar to the cream that we have with mm-hmm. the Rough Riders, kind of that you know vintage throwback look. So yeah. I think both those uniforms are classic and clean and crisp, and yeah. I, I like them a lot. I love it. We uh, <laughs> uh, one of the catchers for the Rangers uh, used to live here in Frisco, and I just remember him coming in, getting here to act, talk to actually the baseball player about. His his thing was the baby blue, you know, like yeah. the, and so we actually did a shirt with him that it said Los Rangers. Yeah, and I know we probably weren't supposed to do that. We oh, didn't yeah. sell many of them, but <laughs> they sold really well, like the ones that we did. But yeah. we got we got a little scared. So we realized maybe we aren't supposed to do this. Yeah, some copyright um, issues there. No, yeah. <laughs> they didn't say Los. You yeah, know? but uh, but uniforms that we love that, and it's like the for us football, the Oilers. Yeah, um, I'm a big. I love the Baltimore Orioles yeah, uh, yeah. uniforms. Yeah, they got a good one too. We we get a lot of inspiration for our shirts yeah. on the color schemes of sports uh, uniforms. You know, it's it's funny. The last podcast I did was actually with a um, a, a uniform uh, blog really? and podcast out there that talking awesome. about the Rough Riders and um, when we re- rebranded in 2015, just okay. the whole story behind that, kind of going back to our roots with Teddy Roosevelt and the yeah. Rough Riders and. 
everything that went into to our current logo. So, so what? Uh, and I know we're kind of off over time. You're but good. We've got designers listening yeah. now. So the Teddy Roosevelt, I yeah. love that. And yeah. it's funny because I see that hat popping up all over. People that don't honestly live in this area might not even follow them. Yeah, we've you know? had all 50 states and yeah. multiple countries who have bought so, that So too. what's up with that and how's that implemented in the you know the uh, Rough Riders? Yeah, so when we rebranded in 2015, we went back to what our roots were, you know, with Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders. So a lot of those Rough Riders that fought in the Spanish-American War, you know, came from this area, you yeah. know, eventually met in, you know, San Antonio down there at the Minger Hotel. Um, but we wanted to go back to those roots. That's so cool. we partnered with a design company named Brandios. They do a lot of minor league baseball logos out there. So a lot of the ones that you're probably familiar with, those wacky, crazy minor league baseball uh-huh. logos, uh, they're responsible for, really? they're good or bad. Okay. Yeah. Depending on who you ask. I love them. They, they, they do a great job. Um, and, but we partnered with them and geez, probably, I mean, we spent so much time on it and so many iterations of it, of, of what the Teddy logo would look like. We're really happy where it ended up. Yeah. We have our smiling Teddy, um, has a big Teddy head on it. That's our most popular logo most popular yeah. t-shirt and hat, and then our swinging teddy that's incorporated into our our full logo there. So we really tried to thread the needle a little bit. We really wanted something whimsical um, in minor league baseball, something fun, kind of character-based, yeah. but also classic as well. We didn't quite want to lean into too much on some of the wacky logos that might yeah. be out there. So we tried to hit the best of both worlds. I think Brandios and the whole team did a great job Oh, doing for that. sure. I love it. I <laughs> mean uh... – I love the Rangers, yeah. but it's like, I want one of those hats for my kid. You there know? you go. Like, I want my son to be repping that Teddy, you know, yeah. hat. Um, so kudos to that for sure. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, you, like I said, I, you know, I, I, uh, I respect you um, as a man, but also kudos to the Rough Riders. Also, you won an award. You were honored by people in your role across, across Texas sports, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I think Rough Riders is doing such a wonderful job of providing the best entertainment, honestly, I think Frisco has. And I appreciate so, that. Yeah. Ticket start $11. Come on out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and you might see the dinosaurs. And my, there you go. My son loved it. So. You never know what you see there. But, uh, man, thank you so much. Uh, for those listening, we greatly appreciate it. As, as I always ask, man, if you love this episode, share with your friends. Uh, we are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, of course, Twitter, and give us a share. And we would appreciate it. Have a wonderful day.